This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Grace and peace to you in the name of Jesus Christ, and welcome to worship with Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Whether you are a longtime member or a first-time visitor, it is a joy to worship with all of you this day. It is indeed a wonderful joy to be able to welcome the Reverend Lauren McFeeters here with us this morning. And we give thanks that she will be leading us in worship today through the preaching of the good news of the gospel. Lauren is an associate pastor at Nassau Presbyterian Church in Princeton, New Jersey, where Rachel is preaching this morning. We are grateful for this opportunity to exchange pulpits with Nassau Presbyterian and welcome Lauren here. I hope you will find Lauren's larger bio in our announcements in the bulletin, but we give thanks for pastoral leadership that is open to doing new things as the Spirit guides us in God's new creation. Beloved Church, it is indeed a good thing that God is doing new things in this world. God is constantly creating, healing, calling, and leading us to a new and glorious life in Christ. So let us be alert. Let us sing. Let us pray. Let us turn to God in worship. Please join me in our responsive call to worship as it is printed in your bulletin. In Jesus Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. Everything has become new. This newness is from God, who has reconciled us through Jesus Christ. Rejoice and be glad. Everything has become new. Let us worship God together. Please continue to join us singing hymn number 361, O Christ, the Great Foundation, as it is printed in your bulletin.
The glory of all things comes from our God. The one who sent Jesus to the world to heal us, to teach us, to forgive us. So let us approach our God with the confidence of Christ's mercy and confess our sins using the prayer of confession as it is printed in your bulletin, followed by a time for silent confession. Merciful God, when we keep silent about our sin, we waste away with regret and guilt. We feel your hand upon us, and our strength dries up. And so we acknowledge our sin to you, holding nothing back, for you are a hiding place for us. We trust in you to persevere us. We confess, O God, how often we cling to the old things, when you are always trying to do new things among us and within us. We confess, O God, how often we reject the new things you are doing because the old things feel safer and more comfortable. Forgive us, O God, for the ways we reject you and the gifts you offer us through new life. Reclaim us by your grace and fashion us to be a people who seek you alone. Hear the good news. Steadfast love surrounds those who put their trust in God, for God forgives the guilt of their sin. Happy are those whose transgression is forgiven. Be glad in God, and let us rest in the assurance of God's grace and God's love, and together proclaim the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. Beloved church, as forgiven people, let us receive the peace of Christ and let us give the peace of Christ to all those we interact with this week. May the peace of Christ be with you. Amen. Let us pray. Guide us, O God, by your word and spirit, that in your light we may see light, in your truth 
find freedom and in your will discover your peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our Old Testament reading today comes from Psalm 32. Please join me in our responsive reading of the psalm, and together, let us listen for the word of God. Happy are those whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Happy are those to whom the Lord imputes no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. While I kept silence, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not hide my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all who are faithful offer prayer to you. At a time of distress, the rush of mighty waters shall not reach them. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with glad cries of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Do not be like a horse or mule without understanding, whose temper must be curbed with bit and bridle else it will not stay near you. Many are in the torments of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds those who trust in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning, young friends and young at heart friends. It is great to be able to speak with you once again. Last week, I was watching one of my favorite TV shows. That TV show is called All Creatures Great and Small. And in this TV show, there are a couple of vets. They're doctors for animals. And in this show, the doctors for the animals help the animals all the time. They heal them, they help them grow, they feed them. And one of the things that happens a lot is that new animals, baby animals, are born. And so sometimes in the show, they have baby sheep. They have sheep who, be, who have baby sheep. They even have cows who have baby cows, like this one. And they even have dogs 
who have puppies, baby puppies. I know, they're adorable. And so every time that a new baby animal is born on this show, everyone is happy. They're excited. They're joyful because something new has happened. When a new baby animal or a new baby in our lives or uh, anything new happens, we are excited for all the things that can happen in the future. We are joyful because there are things to hope for, for that baby animal or this new thing that is happening. And that's kind of like what is talked about in our Bible story for today. Our friend Paul is talking about new things that are happening in the world. And he's recognizing the ways that we are happy and joyful when we hope, when we hope for new things. So I am curious, the next time I see you, what you're hopeful about, what you look forward to in the future and the ways that that brings you excitement, happiness, and joy. All right, let us pray. Repeat after me. God, we thank you for animals and hope. And we pray that you help us see you in what we hope for. Amen. Until next time, young friends. Grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and thank you for inviting me to be with you today. Uh, and I thank Alex and the staff of the church. I'm so grateful for the warm welcome. I've not been in your sanctuary for many years, but I can say it's good to be back. Our New Testament lesson this morning comes from 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, and I will begin reading at the 16th verse. Hear the word of God. It is given to and for you. And Paul says this, From now on, therefore, we regard no one from the human point of view, even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view. We know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Behold, the old life is gone, and a new life has begun. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So, we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we entreat you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, 
so that in Christ we might become the righteousness of God. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. You don't know me yet, but one thing I'd like you to know about me is that I love reading, and I especially love short stories. Lena Williams has authored a short story called Personal Testimony, and it's about a 12-year-old girl who has been adopted into a Southern Baptist family, and her new father is a preacher. The family lives in West Texas, and she grows up listening to energizing, pulpit-pounding sermons. And each summer, she attends a church camp, a Bible camp, in Oklahoma. By day, this camp is like all others. There's arts and crafts and volleyball and archery and snacks and canoeing. But by night, all the campers attend a Come to Jesus revival meeting every single night of camp. And it's expected at least twice during the summer, each child must come forward and give a dramatic story of their Christian conversion and personal testimony. The trouble is, that most of the campers have never had a dramatic conversion story and can't even, they don't even know where to begin to say that they have a personal testimony. So the girl of our story discovers a way to be both helpful and to make a little extra cash. She becomes a ghostwriter for Jesus. For $5 a piece, she writes up personal testimonies for kids who just can't come up with anything by themselves. They can't come up with anything dramatic enough to confess. And it works. The kids at camp give the most remarkable testimony about faith. The administrators, the church leaders have never seen anything like it before. Personal testimony becomes a very popular thing one summer in Oklahoma. Linya Williams' story plays off the anxiety for many of us that we don't have the sufficient words to express our faith, that we can't testify to our commitment or attest aloud what we believe, we think that we need someone else to do it for us. Please, we say, point me to a book. Is there a blog I can read? Is there a YouTube video or a Twitter feed I can follow? But what we fail to remember is that inside each of us is the capacity to bring forth our faith to speech. For Paul, many in the church of Corinth have forgotten how to speak about God. 
a church once so enthusiastic about testimony, about the risen Christ, now suffers with the inability to share the gospel that they love. The church has forgotten to open up their mouths and to speak of God's grace. And why? Why? Because they're caught up in the drama of arguments and the spectacle of squabbles. And Paul finds him faced with a beloved church that doesn't trust his words, doesn't accept his guidance, doesn't know what to do with their own suffering, and is losing their heart to fear. So once more, like every other letter he's written in the epistles of our New Testament, once more, with confidence and conviction, their pastor Paul speaks the truth in love, feeding them the words that they need. From now on, therefore, he says, we regard no one from a human point of view, even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we no longer know him in that way. Repeat after me, from now on, therefore. Paul knows the signs of a church who's forgotten how to enjoy God, to enjoy the presence of God and how to honor God with their words. Self-righteousness reigns, and crankiness abounds, and hostility is bouncing off the walls, and there's a clapping down on who really belongs in the church and who can speak for God. Enough, Paul commands, enough of this nonsense. All you have has been given by God. It is God. Listen to my words as I feed them to you. It is God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. When the church is caught up in the drama of it all, complaining over one thing, getting their knickers in a twist about another, Paul knows it's but a smokescreen for what's needed most. And in this case, Paul knows that having forgotten, Paul knows that having gotten wrapped in fear and anxiety, the people of God have forgotten how to open their mouths and declare anything. Like these words that he gives us today. If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Behold, the new life has begun. If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything becomes new. Listen again for this gospel medicine. If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything has passed away. You see, 
everything has been made new. Oh, the healing of a new beginning. I think I count on a new beginning every single day. I ask God for a new beginning. I need a new beginning. Don't you love it? Don't you need it? Here are some new beginnings. The Tibetan monk who could begin his life again after 18 years of imprisonment by the Chinese, he was asked what was the biggest threat to him during his imprisonment. And he said, losing compassion for the Chinese. I want to begin again. And there's the local woman right here in our area, a Presbyterian, who moved into a new area and met a Muslim family who lived right next door. And so to have a new beginning, both in house and home and as a neighbor, she fasted for Ramadan so that she might better understand her neighbors. And then there's the Maasai warriors who wanted to give the United States a new beginning, who 20 years ago gave 14 head of cattle, their most precious gift, to the people of the United States so that they might find, we might find, a new beginning and healing after the attacks of 9-11. Oh, to let go of the old and to embrace the new. To be as determined as Paul to set his beloved church of Corinth on a fresh path. And why? Why is this so important to him? So that the church might speak so that we might speak aloud of what it believes, what we believe. For we are ambassadors for Christ our Lord. We are ambassadors and representatives. Hear the good news. We are diplomats for Christ. Paul proclaims God utilizes us to make things all right and new. and loving us so deeply and healing in us what's so broken and lost, annihilating our shame and releasing our fears and conquering our pride, putting testimony on our tongues. God offers us that new beginning. It's such freedom, and it's such tenderness, and it's such beauty, and it's so fresh, and it's such a gift. A gift for you to enjoy.
You see, everything old has passed away. And everything has become new for you. Thanks be to God. The word of God has been proclaimed. A new beginning has been set before us. And so, as ambassadors, let us join together in voice and song. Let us sing the hymn, There is Now a New Creation, as it is printed in your bulletin. Please join me as we affirm our faith through the words of the Apostles' Creed. As we seek to follow Christ in this world, let us state what we believe. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. In Christ, we find a new creation, a call to reconciliation, that no longer do we need to be separated from our God. So as ambassadors, we turn to God in prayer. Let us pray.
God of creation, Lord of lords. We give you thanks for the past, the present, and the future. What a gift it is to be given, time in its complexity, a space that moves from something and still propels us into something more. For memories that we hold on to when forced into unsettled tomorrows, we give you thanks. For dreams and hopes that encourage us when our days are best left behind us, we give you thanks. For the one who is the constant amidst the ticking clocks, the burning stars, the traveling of time, we give you thanks. For it is you, O oh God, that speaks to us through our memories, grounds us in our days, and calls us to the goodness of the new that you set before us. So in your holy name, we praise you. Christ, the Redeemer, who came among us to point in the direction of wholeness and life, it is to you that we give our prayers this morning. Move us, Jesus, from sickness to health, from denial to acceptance, from grief and isolation to grief in communion with your spirit and your people. For the people of Tonga and others around the world who witness destruction by volcanoes, tsunamis, and hurricanes, hear our prayer. For our friends and family who are sick, dying, or suffering silently, give us strength to support them and the trust to know your presence is with them already. For all who are weighed down with added burdens, decisions, planning, and stress, liberate us, O oh God, for just a moment from the realm of deadlines and lead us into the realm of your grace. It is in your tender care, O oh Christ, that we lift up these prayers to you this day. Spirit of the living God, awaken in us the strength from our souls and the light in our eyes to step upon this new day with the rhythm of your truth. Call us from our couches and chairs to stand up and move into the line of your ambassadors before us. Like Paul, give us words to inspire communities towards action and love. Like Martin Luther King, let us be clear in our convictions and communicate by word and action what is right and wrong in our midst. Like countless Christians whose names have been lost to history but are written in your book of eternity, let us not only say no to hate, no to racism, no to dehumanization, but we be willing to make the sacrifices that move our world from sin to righteousness, our communities from division to familial affection, 
our personal salvation from isolation to unbinding love. For it is you that we trust. Whatever is new may hurt in the here and now, but brings forth promise of creation that is both divine and everlasting in goodness. We pray all these things in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who taught us how to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Beloved church, let us join our voices together from near and far, and sing our final hymn, Where Charity and Love Prevail, as it is printed in your bulletin. My friends, the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you deep and abiding peace. Go now in the name of the God who has created you, the Christ who has redeemed you, and the Holy Spirit who sustains you each and every day. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, go in God's peace. Mm -hmm. 